I am thrilled to announce that An Actor Despairs is partnering with a wonderful CBD company called Kind Farms. Everyone out there has heard of CBD. I started taking it a few years ago when I first started getting sober and to help with my anxiety. Sadly, as one can do, I was overtraining in the gym, and a friend recommended a topical and a tincture to help with the pain. I tried it. It was okay. However, recently, I was introduced to a product that has really changed my life. Not only has it helped me with anxiety, but I am stronger than I have ever been. I'm able to carry out lifts my body used to prevent me from doing. Kind Farm products have single-handedly changed my life athletically and personally. They utilize 100% local licensed farmers, organic cultivation, and CO2 extraction for superior CBD. Kind Farms is turning CBD to a kind alternative to pharmaceuticals. Let's transform tobacco row into hemp row. If you want to get involved, please reach out. Together, we can make a difference. You can use my code RYAN10 for 10% off. You can find them on Instagram at Kind Farms Inc. All one word. That's K I N D P H A R M S I N C. And their website is kindfarmsinc.com. Once again, my code for 10% off is Ryan10. And now, let's get started with today's show. Welcome to An Actor Despairs. I'm your host, Ryan Perez. Today, my guest is one of my all-time favorite musicians, guitarist, vocalist, David Baldwin. David Baldwin is the member of literally one of my all-time favorite bands, The Dig. If you've ever spent five minutes around me, I promise you, you've heard one of their songs. He has a new band called Creature of Doom, and they just put out their EP, Tears of Joy. I absolutely adore the EP, and I'm so excited he came on the show. We're going to listen to some of the songs and talk to him about his whole process. Here it is.
David Baldwin, welcome to An Actor Despairs. How you doing, brother? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Oh man, thanks for coming on, man. You're you're one of my like all time favorite musicians, man. Everything that you did oh, with the you. dig when I moved to New York City in 2008, discovering you guys sonically, what you did with that, all your records, and then now Creature of Doom, man. I'm I'm loving it. I'm huge Dave Baldwin fan, man. I I love everything that you do, your palette, you know, your t- just lyrically, tonally, like you you got it, man. You're a superstar. <laughs> Thanks, man. But uh, yeah, man. I, before we dig in the work, I, I usually like to start at the beginning. You grew up in in New York, didn't you? Yeah, I grew up um, just north of the city. Nice, man. What was that like? Um, it was uh, it was good. Um, Emil and I, uh, Emil from the dig, we both grew up there in uh, in the same town and went to middle school and high school together. Um, wow. yeah, it was pretty. Uh, you know, it was it was good. It was, um, I'd imagine, pretty uh, you know, pretty average uh, suburban experience. Yeah, I grew up in the suburbs too. I mean, uh, uh, were, were were your parents artists at all? Like, how did the music thing happen? No, um, I have um, some musicians on my mom's side. Um, like, my grandfather uh, was a composer and a piano player. Um, and we all took lessons and stuff as kids. Um, but yeah, we kind of, piano was the main thing that everybody played when we were growing up. Wow. And then was there like a record that you got that changed your life and like you knew you wanted to, to like pursue it? Um, I think, and this is probably, probably one that a lot of people had, but, um, that, um, I remember, I think it was like my 10th or 11th birthday my dad got me this um jimi hendrix book and cd it was like the jimi hendrix experience wow. the one that had all that um you know all the classic stuff on it um and that one was pretty pretty mind-blowing and kind of you know got the wheels turning in that way that's amazing. And then at, at that point, did that activate you picking up the guitar? Yeah, exactly. Um, I wanted to I wanted to play drums at first, um, and then I think um, you know it was kind of like a a compromise as far as like noise went. Um, got a like a kind of Fender copy. Uh, from my ninth birthday um but yeah i think before that i was thinking i was going to be playing drums or wanting to play drums um but yeah that kind of like it kind of sparked you know all that that's amazing man and at what point did you and emil start playing together we started playing together when i think um, we were around 10 or 11 in, in sixth grade. Um, another friend of ours, um, was a drummer and, uh, the two of us were playing a lot and then we were trying to find someone to play bass and, uh, Mio came by, um, and, uh, yeah, we all started playing like, uh, you know, covers and all that stuff. We were playing Rage Against the Machine. Awesome. Um, Dave Matthews, wow. stuff like that. Yeah, that's, a, 
eclectic i love it (laughs) and then were you guys were you guys like did you formulate you know like i i as a kid did the garage band did you have a band we did yeah um yeah it was called it was called i think the first thing that we called it was the j arthur band okay um we were trying to you know do like you know copy the whole like a guy's name for a band thing but uh none of our names really sounded good so we made that (laughs) one up (laughs) that's awesome and uh yeah school and um but then emil had another band um called uh crossroads and they were playing like they were like the you know like the hotshot high school band and they were playing um, you know, like Allman Brothers and uh, uh, Santana, stuff like that. Wow. And uh, we made them choose at uh, one point. I don't know why, but I remember we made him choose which band he was going to be in. And uh, hey. he went with Crossroads. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, wait, he went with Crossroads. Yeah, he went with Crossroads. Yeah. No way. Still, Still, still pissed about it to this day. Oh man, that fucker! What the yeah. hell? And then, what? <laughs> did, were you working with an instructor? Um, an instructor for like guitar, music, any, any oh, of it? Yeah, yeah. Um, was taking guitar lessons. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then, was that someone that had like a big experience on you? Um, kind of. Uh, like, you know, it definitely probably like helped shape the way that I went about learning stuff. Um, but I remember also, uh, there was, you know, a little bit of a, a disconnect between like what we were learning and, and then like what, um, I don't know, it was a lot of like, um, just like exercises, you know? Yeah. And then others, as far as like learning songs and stuff, kind of started doing that on my own and then started asking him to uh, go down more that road. But I remember at first it was just kind of a lot of random like uh, finger exercises. Oh, nice. And were, were there some, obviously you mentioned Jimi Hendrix, but were there some other guitar players like, you know, like Tom Morello or that you were kind of trying yeah. to emulate? Yeah, that was definitely a big one. Just as far as, um, as far as riffs, yeah. you know, just like learning all those riffs. When we, we played the Rage Against the Machine stuff um, in our band, but nobody obviously nobody could sing like that so we just kind of played the instrumental parts oh um, nice yeah it was super fun to play that's so rad man and then talk to me about like as you were navigating high school did you did you think you were going to study music in college or did you forego college uh, a guitar teacher i was working with had gone to berkeley and um he had a lot of really good things to say about it so um, I think I kind of, uh, you know, I thought that if I was going to go to college, that that would be, that would be the place to at least try to go to for sure. Nice. And did, did you apply? 
Yeah, applied, and then you know, part of it was um, by that point, um, Eric and Emil. We had been playing with Eric by then, and um, that's your keyboard. That was the keyboard yeah, player of the day, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, he uh, he was a year older than us, and he had already gone to Berkeley and the three of us were talking about, you know, trying to keep what we were doing going. Um, and so, uh, we kind of decided together that we were all going to go and, uh, you know, keep the, keep the band that we had then together. And so you all went to Berkeley. Yeah. And what was that experience like? Um, it was, uh, it was interesting. It was, you know, it was great in the sense that you get, you're basically just kind of doing nothing but playing music all the time. Yeah. So it was amazing in that way. Um, and, uh, yeah, we spent, you know, most of our time there, we had kind of already started this, this band together called honey nut roasted as a funk band, funk jam kind of thing. Cool. And, um, so we were kind of doing that, already and you know trying to get shows on the weekends and stuff so in boston? we were already kind of in that band you know mindset of just kind of like trying to record trying to play shows wow that's amazing <laughs> and this was probably you know before like garage band was a thing so you probably had to like rent studio out to record right like you couldn't or was the diy thing a thing yet um we there was a little bit of that like we um you know, the, these old like digital a track things were were around like these boss a track recording things um and uh so we were using those to kind of just make like our own demos and then uh yeah so we still had you know still did it in kind of a in whatever diy way we could at the time and uh remember we would kind of to try to get people to go out to shows uh we would go on the the t which is the subway there in boston with a little boom box and we would play these kind of home recordings that's <laughs> awesome we would, we would stand on the subway and we would play it and then like we would get off and we would yell out like oh playing on lansdowne street on saturday or whatever you know wherever it was Wow. And then walk out. And for some reason, we thought that that would be a way to get people <laughs> to come to the show. Dude, that's so rad. I love that. That's amazing. Did you, did anyone show up? Uh, I, I feel, I don't know. I feel like nobody did from, from those, you know, we had friends and stuff that would come, but I don't think that that ever got anybody. But, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm you know, What's that? Oh, go on, go on. Sorry, finish what you're saying. Oh no! In in our minds, that was good. That was like this way to promote shows for some reason. So then I'm I'm curious to ask you, man, because you know I, I went to NYU. I'm an actor, and yeah. you know, like like any conservatory program, when you're there, you're kind of like, well, am I just wasting money when I could fucking you know be playing shows or auditioning? Like while yeah. you guys were there, was there that like where you kind of like is college the right thing? Should we just go do this band or did you guys find it imperative to finish school? 
Yeah, there, there was definitely that, um, those, those thoughts for sure. Um, you because know, obviously this stuff, you know, there's so much technical stuff that you're learning. You're wondering how it's ever going to factor in to, yeah. uh, the music that you actually want to make. Um, but I think we were just kind of, you know, we all wanted to see it through. Um, and, uh, it, it did feel like we were kind of able to do, you know, this whole band thing with each other, um, in a way that, you know, it felt like we could still keep it going and, and, and finish school at the same time. Oh, but man. we definitely had those thoughts for sure. You know, and then while you were there, did did that uh, the honey band transition into the dig, or did that not happen? So you came back down to New York. Um, yeah, that happened. That happened while we were there, um, like a, about probably a year or two before we came back to New York. Um, yeah, we we were kind of starting to turn on the the honey not roasted band name, which. Uh, yeah, you know, can probably imagine why. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it just felt it's just started to feel a little bit goofy, um, and so yeah, we started thinking of a new band name and kind of transitioning away from you know like jazz funk, which was kind of the music we were making at the time. Interesting. And uh, yeah, we were starting to write more songs. And, uh, you know, not as much just instrumental jam music. And so, yeah, we, uh, eventually we came up with the dig and started playing shows there under that name. And then I'm curious, you know, because I, I know you guys were studying instruments, but you and Emil are both such incredible singers. Was was that something that you guys always had or was that something you met that manifested at Berkeley and you guys were working on it? I, I you know, I I'm, I'm just curious how that came about. Um, thanks for, yeah, that's definitely something, and, you know, I can't speak for a meal on that, but definitely feels like something that, um, still is taking and took a lot of work. It, um, we definitely by no means were naturally, um, you know, naturally able to sing, in a way that, you know, that sounded very good when we were first starting out the dig and, and starting to get more into songs, um, took, took a long time and a lot of figuring out how to sing in a way that we thought, you know, was presentable or that we felt good about. Um, but, uh, yeah, I remember when we were first doing shows as the dig, um, you know, we didn't really have any way of singing. Um, you know, we were always doing instrumental things. Uh, we didn't have a way of singing with any sort of like technique. So we would play one show and, uh, you know, whatever way we were singing, our voices would just be kind of wrecked for like weeks <laughs> after that. And we would try to have rehearsal like the next day or, you know, a few days later. And there'd be kind of like, you know, band arguments about like, Oh, about why we couldn't sing after just playing one show. And so it took a lot of figuring out how to like, you know, 
take care of our voices and learn how to actually sing. Wow. But, um, yeah, I think it's still just an ongoing work in progress, you know. Man, I, I never would guess that. You guys are, like, two of the best singers. I've like Thanks. All your records, man. And then uh, yeah. I – you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but the first EP you guys did was was Good Luck and Games. Is that right? Yeah. Nice. And talk to me about that. Like, how did how did was that was that a producer here in New York, or did you guys record were sorry record that in Boston? That was um, well, we were we were still living in Boston, but we um, you know because we're from New York, we would we would go back there for you know the summer and holidays and stuff, and. Uh, so that was kind of we started recording that while we were still in Boston, and and then by the time we finished it, we had we had moved to New York. Um, yeah, that we recorded with um, a really great producer, and it was our first thing working on with Bryce Goggin. Um, has a great studio in Brooklyn called Trout Recording. Yeah, um, yeah, he's uh, he's an amazing producer, and you know he had worked with uh, you know a lot of bands that we kind of were really into when we were growing up. Like he did the fish um, farmhouse record um, and, you know, uh, a bunch of pavement stuff and just a lot of really great stuff. So that was definitely our first time working with, you know, working with a a real producer. That's amazing, man. I I still jam that EP all the time, man. She's, She's gonna kill that boy is like one of my all time favorite. Uh, you know, yeah, dude, I love that one, man. I was actually on tour with a band, this band called Jack's Vanikin, and uh, oh, yeah. we used to, we we used to play that in our tour bus like all the time. Oh, rock shit. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's so cool, that's man. Cool. And then talk to me, like you know, then as you guys started to kind of build traction, you guys started doing like Mercury Lounge and pianos, right? Mm-hmm. Were you trying to go like the national route? Because that's kind of what they did, right? Oh, um, actually, I didn't, I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, we were just like, um, you know, I think Mercury Lounge was like our first real New York show, um, and uh, yeah, that was like, you know, the place to play. Yeah, uh, man, I'm for, one of know, the that best venue. Yeah, it's a really great room, um, and. Yeah, the residency thing, I think, was, that was probably, like, how we, you know, that kind of feel feels really like the the beginning of the band when we started doing that, just, like, in terms of, um, you know, going out and promoting the shows in a way that, you know, worked a little bit, and, uh, like, actually, you know, getting some people out, just handing out flyers on the street, and um, being able to play at the same place every week. Um, it felt like we actually kind of were really able to establish something with that. Yeah, yeah you guys were. I mean, I, I, I remember coming to those early shows and I was so blown away, but like, you know, what was so unique then is like, I, I don't think the audience now can fully understand is like, that was like right before the Lower East Side, like Alphabet City area became like capitalist, fully gentrified. It was still oh, kind yeah. of... It was still it's still weird, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you could do those things and like, you know, pianos, that whole block was still kind of sketchy. It's so weird now cuz it's like Starbucks everywhere. Yeah. There. Totally. Yeah. And then, uh, pianos uh, is like uh, a nightclub now too kind of. 
Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's really, it's really sad to be honest. But uh, yeah. w- when you look back on those times, w- w- was that a really good time in your life? Like figuring this out, getting people to shows, having that EP. Was that was that fun? Yeah, it was. It was um, super fun, and uh, yeah, it was. Um, we did a couple residencies there, and and uh, yeah, it was just. Um, you know, it it definitely did feel like, you know, the beginning of something, and uh, you know, it was exciting for sure. And uh, I'm curious, were you were you always working on your own music at that time as well? Um, I think, you know, there would there would always be things where you know, if something wasn't working with the dig, you'd um, you know, set it aside for some imaginary like oh i'll do this with it but yeah there there was always this kind of unwritten rule that nobody in the dig would like ever released anything outside of it for you know from you know 2005 until you know really recently so you'd have these ideas that oh this could be good for this other thing yeah but nobody ever you guys didn't have like side projects no Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And then you guys got some serious traction. I mean, you, you went on tour with Portugal the Man, right? And then you got mm-hmm. a, a record deal, didn't you? Um, yeah, um, with, uh, you, know, to, you know, not for a while, but with uh, Roll Call Records for um, the Bloodshot Tokyo album. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was, was Electric Toys, was that self-produced or was that, was that with a record company? That one, um, that one, we we worked with Bryce again on the production, but uh, it was kind of like a hybrid self-release, you know, with some distribution. But um, there wasn't really a true label on that one. Got it. And and were you guys managing yourselves at this point? Um, at that point, we we had a manager, um, uh, not not the manager that we're currently with now, but we started working with management. Um, right around the electric toy stuff. That's awesome, man. And, and to kind of skip forward a little bit, you guys had mm-hmm. midnight flowers and then you had bloodshot yeah. Tokyo mm-hmm. and you had, uh, the two e- other EPs well, or three or four. Mm-hmm. And you know, yeah. the, that, that band kind of cycled through, I think, you know, it didn't end till 2019. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and what, what was that? I mean, that to get, 14 years out of a band you know i mean that's 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 nothing short of a coup man to, to be able to collaborate i mean i i was a roadie so i know what it's like to be on tour with the band and you know how many cooks are in the kitchen and how hard that can be so i mean 14 years man i mean that's a long time was i mean I, yeah. was that was that a wonderful journey you know to kind of summarize the dig real quick or yeah it, it, it definitely was um and uh was talking to Emil about it um yesterday and we were doing this like merch you know we're starting this new project with with the same people yeah i bought, we I, bought I bought a bunch of merch yes. oh nice yeah. <laughs> spent like a nice, hundred bucks oh shit nice. <laughs> i wanted thank all you. this shit on vinyl man i had to get it <laughs> nice thanks for getting it um we were we were talking about uh Emil was going through all the you know the merch bins and just talking about how you know it's very recently that we that we um, you know ended the band, but 
it just so it already feels like a like another lifetime for some reason just like looking at looking through the um you know old merch stuff and all the you know all that but yeah it was an awesome experience for sure and then I remember because I, I saw you guys like two or whatever when you guys played the bizarre. But you guys mentioned that oh, you were yeah. you were moving to L.A. Can you talk to me about that decision as a musician? What 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 made you decide to go out there? Yeah, um, when we we did a residency out here um, in 2012, um, and uh, you know we kind of really we lived out here for a month and we we really loved it um um, being out in la and uh you know we were loosely talking about how if we were to ever move somewhere else that this would be you know one of the top places and you know over the years um different people were ready to actually pull the trigger and move out here at different times and then but you know someone else would always maybe not be the best time for them or, you know, cause there's, there was four of you, right? Yeah. You guys, exactly. obviously all had lives and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, eventually, you know, a few years ago, we were all down to do it and ready to do it at the same time. So we finally made the move. And how, how is that kind of, you know, cause I know the LA music scene can be very different. You know, I, I, am an actor, so I spend time in LA, you know, I, I know it's a little bit different, you know, but it, cause LA is kind of nine different cities. It's not really one, you know, it can yeah. be really hard to kind of, you know, to, to build a following. Talk to me about the transition sure. there. What, what was, was that tough? Um, I think, um, you know, the transition, you know, in that way, it was pretty smooth because, you know, we had been playing L.A. a lot already you know, as far as the band stuff. And, um, you know, we all have family and friends out here. So, um, oh, so you weren't alone. Way, yeah. yeah. And no. you know, we we're all moving out together. And so in that way, it was um, it was a pretty smooth transition. But I think, you know, as far as as far as the band, um, you know, when we got out here, being in a new place did um, it was kind of a catalyst for starting to feel like we needed to do something new. Yeah, Our you know, intention I, was sorry. Oh no, no, no! Yeah, I, I, I know a lot of bands do that. You know, like mm-hmm. a, a, a certain iteration of it has has kind of reached its natural conclusion, and then you know you still love everyone and you, you want to start something different. So, yeah. can you? Can you talk to me about the impetus? Uh, we'll, we'll dig into whatever the dig's doing later, but for Creature of Doom? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. Um, so, uh, you, know, um, you mentioned earlier, like, setting aside some songs that, you know, that didn't necessarily fit with the dig and, um, you know, moving out here and uh, just kind of writing a lot, but not really knowing exactly what the songs were for, um, you know, started to kind of like imagine this other project and these other types of songs and, uh, you know, started to have some music that fit with this other thing that wasn't quite the dig. wasn't quite this other new project that the four of us are doing. And, uh, so yeah, just kind of, um, you know, 
naturally came together as this other project. And uh, I also imagine, you know, when you, when you move to a new city, not only do you have to reinvent yourself, but you, you, you have a new means of survival. I know Emil started scoring films, so I, I'm mm-hmm. sure that kind of freed up a lot of time for you guys to, to do your own things as well. And it, did that kind of have an effect on, on you being able to focus on this? Yeah, I think, um, you know, everybody coming out here and then like, you know, it wasn't like we all got out here and then we're immediately like um, getting together and, you know, working on dig stuff. Like everyone kind of, we got out here was kind of trying to figure out their own stuff a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, I think everybody just kind of drifted a little bit into um, life, some other, other, yeah, some, yeah, their own lives and their own, other, you know, ideas for, um, different creative outlets. Interesting. And yeah. then one of the things I've talked to a lot of musicians that have been on the show, you know, is, is about finding your sound and finding your tone, you know, like mm-hmm. I know, I know that dig as a band had a very specific tone, but for you as, as David was, were, were tone something you're always kind of experimenting with because creature of dooms very different tonally, you know, like, is that something you always like to explore as a musician? yeah i think um with the the creature doom stuff um part of the um you know the um catalyst for that was uh you know there's in the past or or certain types of songs um would have like sections of a song that would be maybe a little bit more like meaner sounding or, you know, kind of over, um, you know, a particular riff or something. And then start to kind of, um, just think that like you could just do that with a whole song and it didn't have to just be some, some part of a song. Yeah. Um, and then kind of thinking about, you know, you know, creating, songs around that instead of like relegating it to some like you know a bridge or like three minutes into a song it goes into this thing and uh so it kind of started to get more into just like you know getting uh a riff going and then just basing an entire thing around that wow that's amazing and then i'm curious i'm curious to talk to you man you know it's like I just I don't want to get too existential, but, you know, we live in we live in a really weird time in the music industry, very yeah. similar, similar to acting where I feel like, you know, there's there's Justin Bieber. And then there's like, <laughs> you know, the the bands that are playing Mercury Lounge, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, and that kind of middle gap doesn't really exist anymore. You know, it's kind of feast or famine. So. <laughs> What 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 do you, what are your thoughts on like you know music now and 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 musicians surviving you know I mean not necessarily making millions but you know maybe getting syncs or publishing have you have you seeked to other sources I'm I'm just mm-hmm. curious Yeah um you know it's it's interesting cuz that you know that's a whole thing um even before this uh you know virus um but now um, it feels like we're kind of even in a whole, yeah. a whole new, um, phase of that. 
or a whole new reality. Um, and it's still, you know, it's so fresh. I think, you know, everybody is trying to figure out what it means, you know, obviously not just in music or, or in yeah. acting, but in, you know, in general, but yeah, um, you know, I think to your point, um, sinks are definitely like, you know, a huge part of how anyone makes money, um, making music now, like, you know, as a band, um, they did got a lot of those, right. You guys were like on, on gossip and other things, right. You know, I remember remember seeing on so many procedural shows, I was like, Oh my God, that's, that's my guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, I think it's like for the dig it was, you know, it paid for a lot of, the recording, you know, a lot, a lot of the band. Um, and I remember when, like, you know, when we first started making albums was right when like selling out was starting to not become a thing. I remember like you'd see a couple comments like, um, you know, like why, why'd you guys have a song in the show or whatever? Um, but I feel like nobody has that mentality anymore. Like the whole selling out thing. Yeah, I think everyone just understands like that's kind of how you make money now as a yeah. band. Totally. Uh, I mean, that's what what you have to do. And then yeah. you know, touring. You guys always did the van thing, right? You never mm-hmm. did the bus thing and wasted you know two thousand dollars a week on that. Oh yeah, yeah. That wouldn't even have been uh in the you know an option, you know, because just the the venues we were playing, it would have been would have been kind of crazy to pull up in a bus or, yeah. and also just not. Yeah. And not, then what I got to, I got to ask, you know, what, 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 what was it like, you know, touring with Portugal, the man before they took off and into the superstar, you know, did, cause like, that's the, always what I saw with you guys. Like you guys are like right there, you know, like mm-hmm. you're just right about to just blow up, you know? And then that yeah. happened with Portugal, the man with that one song. Hell and then, yeah. you know, was that kind of, is that something you kind of saw coming? And then it, it, do you, feel, I guess what I'm saying is, do you feel like patience is such a key to this, to the longevity of this business? I think so for sure. Um, but yeah, when we, when we did that tour with them, like we just met them for the first time and kind of just, you know, came discovered their music at the same time. And, uh, but they were, they were already on that kind of trajectory um, you could feel, you know, when we started that tour. Um, but yeah, I would, I would say that that's absolutely true. Um, um, especially for like a band, you know, like a band band. Um, yeah. Having that patience for sure. That's amazing, man. And then with this creature of doom EP, did, did you work with a producer on this? Um, I was producing this stuff myself and then um I had um I had reached out to um an amazing producer to mix the EP um Ali Chant who lives in the UK. Wow. And um so he he mixed it but he also like um in the mixing of it contributed some some really cool ideas that I never would have thought of. And did uh did the guys any of the guys come play instruments on it as well? Yeah, um, you know I played the stuff for for everyone and Eric uh, through 
bunch of stuff on and Mill um, threw some stuff on as well. But uh, she has still kind of um, still get a little bit of that um, collaborative experience, but um, more in a way where you just kind of like, you know, you see through the idea and take it as far as you can, you know, yeah, and then yeah. Um, get some fresh ears on it. Well, man, I, I'm telling you that that EP's ripe for some sinks. I can see it in so many different things. I, I love yeah. every single piece on there, man. I, you just had that show. How did that go? Oh, uh, went great. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was really fun. Um, um, you know, definitely a lot of work, just like trying to figure out exactly what this would be live. Um, but yeah, it was really really psyched to play with. Um, with everyone um, who's in the band and it was it was a lot of fun and uh you know we we had some more shows booked but obviously uh, you know, with this uh, now I, we'll, I, that was uh, gonna be my next question <laughs> yeah sorry i'm gonna go oh, no. yeah yeah, yeah wow. no it's i mean it's you know something everybody is experiencing for sure and then, you know, talk to me. Uh, you, you said you guys are starting something new. I, I don't want you to give away any secrets, but can you can you talk anything about that at all? What's going on with uh, the next iteration of you and Emil and Eric and everyone? Yeah. Um, so the, it's going to be, yeah, like the same same lineup um, as The Dig. And, uh, you know, we're going to start to put out some new music in the next couple of months. Um and uh yeah this this spring and summer and um so there's not you know we were gonna kind of like announce this stuff at the time but um yeah it'll be a little bit different from the dig um but i think like you know for anyone who into the dig stuff there'll definitely be a thread there that you know continuity for sure I love that. And is it going to be you and Emil kind of taking turns song? But that's what I love mm-hmm. about. I love that, man. It's so great that you guys do yeah. that. I mean, it's so it's nothing short of a coup. You know, when you have when you have two different singers, it can it can sound like a different band. But you mm-hmm. guys are able to blend it together. It sound so cohesive and and beautiful, man. I got well, nothing but the most respect for you guys in the world. And, and I love creature of doom man i love elephant in the room i love the video i mean you're doing it all right man it's it's a real honor to have you on the show oh thanks for having me man it's fun yeah and then uh final few questions man what what else is uh what's inspiring you right now during all these you know crazy times um yeah um that's a good question uh there's been so much you know just kind of processing what's happening. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, getting, uh, starting working on the, uh, full length album for future doom is kind of the, you know, the next thing. Awesome. So we're going to get a full length. Yeah. Love it. Oh, hell yeah, so, man. Where, where, where can people, uh, get the tunes? Oh, I'd say uh, you know Spotify and you know, Bandcamp is is great, um, but yeah, kind of all the all the digital stuff. Awesome, man! And then what's uh, 
you know, it could be Instagram or a website. What's the best way for people to stay in touch with what David Baldwin's doing next? Yeah, I think um, Instagram is is always good. Um, just uh, Creature of Doom on there. At Creature of Doom? At uh, underscore Creature Doom. Awesome. I'll, I'll link that in this podcast. Well, dude, Thanks, David man. Baldwin, man, I I love you, brother. It, it, it means so much that you came on, man. I'm so grateful. And, dude, you're about to take over the world. I can feel it. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me on, man. Of course, man. Great much love, you. brother. show rate review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts thank you for listening